Hello, fellow rebel capitalists. Hope you're well. So the real estate industry is coming out. Some major players in the real estate industry and begging the Federal Reserve for mercy. So what we have to do is check this out, look at the details, read between the lines, connect the dots, and see what's really going on behind the scenes with the real estate industry, therefore housing prices, and what we can expect in the future. It's not just sitting there saying, well, prices have gone up or prices have gone down. No, we've got to dig deeper. We've got to look at the fundamentals. We have to look at the supply-demand dynamics, not just the supply dynamics, to determine what will likely happen in the future with prices when you adjust for the rate of inflation. So let's go over to CNBC and check this out. Title, Housing Industry. I would assume this is investors, the big pools of money like Blackstone, a BlackRock doesn't buy houses directly, but they own stock in like Invitation Homes, I think, which owns, you know, 80, 100,000, maybe more of these single family homes across the United States. So the whole industry is coming together, basically, and they're urging Jerome Powell to stop raising interest rates or risk an economic hard landing. So for all the real estate bulls out there, I would ask why they would be doing this. Now, I get it. They're trying to cover their own butts and whatnot. But if they really weren't worried about prices going down, if they just thought truly that prices would just continue to go up and up and up and up and up because, hey, supplies at an all-time low, remember? If they truly believed this, would they really be begging the Fed for mercy? They actually wrote an official letter to the Federal Reserve and Jerome Powell begging him to not raise interest rates any further. I'm not joking. We'll get into it in just a moment. So key talking points. The National Association of Home Builders, Mortgage Banker Association, and the National Association of Realtors wrote to the Fed to convey profound concern about the industry. Again, guys, if, if prices are going up and up and up, everyone knows it, all the insiders know it, are they really going to be doing this? The group, getting back to the key talking points, the group asked the Fed not to contemplate further rate hikes and not to actively sell its holdings on mortgage securities. So we'll get into why in just a moment. So they're saying how we do have a historic shortage. But they're making the exact same point that I've made on this channel for a long, long time. The fact that you have his historic shortage is not actually not a bull argument. It's a bear argument. <laughs> because if we have historic shortage and prices aren't going up or prices have gone down year over year, or even if they're going up just slightly, that means that demand is also at historic lows. Okay, well, if demand is at historic lows. And we could be going into a recession where demand will go down even further. You just have a small move in supply. And in percentage terms, that will be a big, big deal. Because usually we have 1.5 million, roughly, homes for sale. But if we only have 500,000, now all of a sudden, if you add 100,000 homes to that nationally, that's a big, big percentage. Or it's a much lower percentage of a 1.5 million number as far as homes for sale. So 
the fact that we have prices just staying level or going down or slightly up means that we have historically low demand. So again, with the supply shortage that we have, any additional supply is going to have a huge impact on overall prices for the 140, 50 million homes that we have in the United States that are not for sale because the price of the housing market is really set at the margin. Those 500,000 homes are roughly, uh, you know, five or 600,000 that are actually for sale and trade. So getting back to the story, here's a quote from the group. We urge the Fed to take these simple steps to ensure that this sector does not precipitate the hard landing the Fed has tried so hard to avoid. To me, that means the industry is telling the Fed that if you continue to raise rates, even though we have short supply, the stuff in the housing market is going to hit the fan. And prices are not only going to come down in real terms, they will likely come down in nominal terms. And this, to their point, will massively impact the U.S. economy. Why? Because so much of our purchasing power is tied up in asset prices. We've completely financialized the economy. You guys know that very well from watching my videos. I always use the example of a, a hot air balloon. I talked to Kiyosaki about this just yesterday. Hot air balloon. And what you want in a healthy economy is the hot air balloon being the real economy, the production of goods and services. And the basket is just the stock market or asset prices. So wherever that real economy goes, so goes asset prices, the stock market, S&P 500 as an example. But now it's the exact opposite. The financial economy, the S&P 500, the housing market is the balloon and the economy is the basket. And the economy basically goes wherever asset prices go. It's a complete inverse of what a healthy society and a healthy economy would look like. So I completely agree with them that if housing prices go down, especially in nominal terms, that that is going to massively increase the probability of a hard landing. You just have to think about how much of most people's net worth is in their home equity. And I mean, what is it? I'd guess 80%, maybe even more for the average Joe and Jane, and just ask yourself how that impacts overall spending and the fact that the economy is 70% consumption. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Ceresna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. So just think about this. If you have, let's say right now, as we speak, five or $600,000 in equity in your house, and all of a sudden, in the next year or two, 
that equity goes from 500,000 down to 100,000, just taking it to an extreme. What is that going to do to your spending? Is it going to increase? Is it going to make you feel very bullish about the future? Is it going to make you feel rich? Absolutely not. It's going to do the opposite of that. And it's going to make you tighten your belt. It's going to make you spend a lot less. And therefore, negative impact on the economy. You know, you can sit there and say, well, George, the economy is all screwed up if it's that uh, if it's that dependent on consumer spending. Hey, I agree. But we've got to sit back and just analyze things as they are, not as we wish them to be. Getting back to the article. They say at the same time, the housing market is suffering through constrained inventory levels. So again, th this doesn't seem like a group of people that are wildly bullish on the price, even with the constrained inventory levels. Prices that have jumped nearly 30% since the days of the Cerveza sickness and sales volumes that are off more than 15% just from a year ago. So they're basically saying, yes, prices have gone up. But in the future, we see serious storm clouds. The letter notes that the rate hikes have exacerbated housing affordability and created additional disruptions for real estate market that is already straining to adjust to a dramatic pullback in both mortgage origination and home sale volume. These market challenges occur amidst a historic shortage of attainable housing. So again, does this group of people sound bullish to you? They point out the average 30-year fixed rate mortgage now just shy of 8%. The group also point out that the spread, this is very important, guys, the spread between the 30-year mortgage rate and the 10-year treasury yield are at historic high levels. While shelter costs are principal driver for increase in the consumer price index inflation gauge. Okay, so let's go ahead and shelf that last sentence just for a moment and focus on this historic spread between the 30-year mortgage and the 10-year treasury. Okay, why is there such a spread? It's called risk premium. So you have two things going on here. Number one, this Fed is selling mortgages into the market. Therefore, the market is having to absorb all of this. And they're saying, whoa, 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 whoa. If we're having to absorb all this additional supply, then we need to be paid more. We need a higher interest rate. So that is impacting the spread. But I think even more so, it's this risk premium where the issuers are saying, well, number one, now we have to keep this garbage on our balance sheet. Uh, even if it's Fannie and Freddie, they're saying we got to keep this garbage on our balance sheet instead of just pawning it off onto the Fed. And they're saying, okay, well, if we do, then if we're an investor, if we're Wall Street, if we're buying this toxic sludge, as I call it, from Fannie and Freddie, then we see the uh, potential inflation in the future, but we see defaults going higher. Because you see, if it was just the potential for inflation to be higher in the future, that would be picked up in the price of the 10-year treasury because the 10-year treasury yield has a lot to do with future growth and inflation expectations. So if it, so this risk, my point here is this risk premium has nothing to do with future inflation expectations, which you might assume just looking at this from a, from a 30,000 foot level when it's actually default risk, you see, because if, Again, we had that risk of inflation that would be picked up in the 10-year treasury yield, and it wouldn't necessarily mean that the spread between the two would be at all-time highs. So that spread being at all-time highs is telling you two things, just to summarize. Number one, the Fed's unloading these mortgage-backed securities from their balance sheet. 
So now they have to be absorbed by the uh, the, the marketplace, which didn't see that one coming. They don't want to hold this garbage on their balance sheet. And the people that are willing to hold it on their balance sheet, they see more default risk. Therefore, they've got to be paid a bigger spread in order to buy it. And that makes the 30-year tr- mortgage excuse me, go up higher and higher and higher when you look at the delta between that 30-year mortgage and the quote-unquote risk-free rate, which is the 10-year treasury yield. So they say here that the Fed has offloaded about $230 billion since June. So yeah, I think that would make a difference. I mean, that's not nothing. But again, I think a bigger reason would be the, uh, the risk of default. There we go. Fascinating stuff from the real estate professionals, the industry professionals, the bohemists that are out there, the titans. And although we have very short supply, which is all what all the bulls always tell you, they always revert back to short supply. It doesn't seem like that's too comforting to the people that are out there in the real estate business that are basically writing an open letter to the Federal Reserve begging them to stop increasing interest rates because if they increase interest rates further, according to the professionals, that's going to crash nominal home prices, even with short supply, and that is going to almost ensure a hard landing that the Federal Reserve is trying to avoid. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism, and we'll see you in the next video.